Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And we say good morning again to each of you who have joined the prayer call today, this Wednesday morning, this day that we've never seen before. This is the day that our God has made. Our Lord, we rejoice and we are glad in it. I was thinking about the song that was just played, Lord, make me a house, a house of prayer. Several places in in God's word, in Isaiah, in Mark, God talks about my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. He's not just talking about that physical edifice, but are we a house of prayer? Are we called to pray and are we praying for the nations, for all the people? Father, we yield to your spirit this morning. And we truly say may the fire on the altar never go out in our lives. Father, may the fire never grow out, but may it grow higher and higher, brighter and brighter, because you have called us to be the light of the world, Jesus' image in the earth. Your image, Father. And Father, may the fire never go out. Make us a house of prayer where we pray, God, consistently as you've called us to do, praying ye one for another, praying for all people, all leaders, praying one for another. Father, we yield to your spirit's guidance. Build us and mold us. Mold us into who you would have us to be, what you would need us to be. In the name of Jesus, build us, Father. Build us again to your specifications. Just like you commanded Solomon to build to your specifications. Build us again, Father. Renovate us, restore us again the way that you want us to be so that you want to be housed in us, or you want to live in your temple. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Make us a house of prayer as we're hidden with Christ in you. Make us a house of prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Again, we welcome you to the prayer call. Let me introduce you to our team that's lined up this morning. The leaders at our house at New Destiny Church are Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We say good morning to you and may God bless you richly and your family in Jesus' name. 
We also want to give a shout out and say good morning to our prayer call controller, Sister Tanika Smothers. Our prayer call controllers are up way before we are, before we even get on the line to make sure that everything is running smoothly. And so we just want to bless you this morning, Sister Tanika, and pray God's blessings upon you, sis. Our devotion leader this morning is none other than Elder Gail Knowles. We say good morning, Elder Gail. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I am remarkable today. I thank (laughs) God. Good morning. Amen. Amen for being remarkable. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And any prayer requests or praise reports will be offered up by Sister Yvette Atienza. Good morning, Sister Yvette. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene, Elder Gail, Sister Tanika, and to everyone who are joining us in the, on the line. I'm doing very well by the mercies of our God. Thank you so much, Sister Charlene. Yes. Thank you, sis. It's by the mercies of our God that we can say all is well. Amen. Well, without further ado, we're going to push forward. Elder Gail, we're ready for you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Welcome, everyone, on the call this morning. I am remarkable today through Christ and only through him. And the more that I see his remarkable work in my life, the more that I understand how much he dwells in me. And and the days that we're living in are beginning to be exciting days to me because the word is being manifested and it is becoming more relevant than ever before. And I'm getting more revelation than I ever had in scriptures that I've looked at for so many years. And all of a sudden, they're taking life, and they're taking life in me. And the more that I place them before my eyes, the more that I grow, the stronger I get. And I pray that as we go through these scriptures this morning, that that will happen to you as well. Um, God-given grace to build in 1 Corinthians 3.10 was penned by the Apostle Paul, and I looked at some of the commentary on the trouble that he was having with the church in Corinth and kind of reminded me of some of the trouble that we can have in our church in Pittsburgh and our church in Oakland and all of our churches throughout the world, that uh, he was desperately trying to help the church recognize that maturity was needed to develop in them in order to be the church, in order to build upon the work that had been started, the maturity had to develop in the church, and he was so frustrated with with how they were doing. Go into 1 Corinthians when you can and read that chapter 3 and read what he put up with with the church and how frustrated he got. And I, I thought, wow, that is interesting because it's still true today that we're all at different levels of maturity. We're all at different levels in our walk with God. And uh, I believe, honestly, I'm going to speak that our church is stronger today than it's ever been, that we have an amazing group of people today that are hungered and hungry after the Word of God. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it by they're filling their seats 
prayer is becoming important at the end of a service. I love that. I love to pray for the people when they come up. I think it's a touch, like Sister Charlene said, let us be instruments of praise and prayer. But each one of us must carefully know how he builds upon this work. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Grace gives us a new life which is not condemned by God. Through God's grace and his grace, we are forgiven, transforming our thinking and resulting in the renewal of our minds and our hearts. And that's what we need. We need a renewal in our mind and our heart through the grace that we live the kind of life that God would like every one of his children to experience. And notice the equipping that God gives us for success. He enables us to complete our tasks. And this is the revelation that has become so relevant to me today, that I am beginning to take on the mind of Christ in knowing any good thing in me, Anything in me at all has got to be through him and his blueprint for my assignment that he preordained before time, actually in eternity before we were fashioned in our mother's womb. Think about that. If you start looking in the scriptures, all of a sudden we're beginning to see that God put in us, deposited in us through Jesus Christ, everything that we had to fulfill our destiny and our purpose. But the mind of the flesh is always trying to prove it's acceptable to God based on what it does or how I build or how I carry myself. It isn't about me. In a mind living under the law and believing in one's own self-righteousness, and God is really speaking loudly to me, people. He is really helping me understand that One, has not submitted itself to righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The word says we have the mind of Christ. When we do that, when we submit ourselves to his perfect will and what he wants to accomplish through us in the church, out of the church, we are the church. This mind continually focused on what Christ has done and learning to focus more on things above where Christ is seated. It's not about how I can look or how I can uh, be perceived or people can look at me and say, oh, my goodness, look at that. This girl, she's just amazing, isn't she? She's always at church. She's always doing this. You know, the mind wants to land on that. The mind is always trying to get into a place of right standing. But we have the mind of Christ. And the mind of the Spirit is one that has been accepted, the one who has accepted the righteousness of God that comes by the faith of Christ Jesus, not in the faith that what we can do or how we're perceived or how good we look or how we're building. But this mind is continually focused on what Christ has done in me and through me and learning to focus more on the things above where Christ is seated. Once again, I know I'm repeating myself, but I want you to really grasp this. It's at peace because it's based on God's work, not mine. We need to realize that it is all the while Christ in us, 
the power of Christ in us, causing us to overcome every obstacle. This is found in Philippians 2.13, and this is the Passion Bible, which I am passionate about. God will continually revitalize you, Gail. I put my name in there. I put your name in there. Implanting within you the passion to do what pleases him. We have to learn how to want to please God and set ourselves aside. It's hard to do that. You know, it, it's hard. Our nature is, is more bent in another way. But when we have the mind of Christ, it says that we can live a cheerful life without complaining or division among ourselves. For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though we live in the midst of a brutal, perverse culture. And I don't know that anybody on this call has not noticed how brutal and how perverse this culture has become. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. I love that. I walked into the tax office the other day to get my taxes done, and a young man I've known since he was a little kid is doing my taxes. He's the son of my one of my best friends. And uh, our lights met each other in the hallway. He had on like a shirt, looked like he just got out of an airplane from Hawaii, and he was bright and shining. And I said, David... You're such a bright, shining light. Look at the two of us are colliding with each other, offering them the words of eternal life when we're shining lights in this universe. I haven't labored among you, Paul said, for nothing, for your lives are the fruit of my ministry and will be my glorious boast at the unveiling of Christ. I love that. When you walk through life today, be a bright, shining light. Be a bright, shining light. A reminder from the scriptures that we're covering that it is Christ in us once again. Our light is shining because we are spending time in his presence. We are uh, not left to try and make everything happen on our own. He says we will take care of the work he has assigned to us. He said he will take care of the work that he's assigned to us through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit within us. We're his workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose in me. Gail, God will fulfill his purpose in me. All I have to do is remain in his steadfast love that endures forever, and don't forsake the work of my hands. Even as he chose us before the foundations of this world, that we would be wholly blameless before him. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not cast head long, for the Lord upholds his hand. Psalms 37, 23, and 24 Make known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose. It's all about his purpose. And I am sure of this, God said, that he who began a good work in me will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We're a work in progress. And we rely and depend upon God and his word 
as an audience of one, not the audience of everyone watching us do good works, but as an audience of one with Christ. Did I please you today? Did I make a difference in someone's life today? Now to him, in Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to immensely, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that scripture, Father. And I thank you that it's resonating in our spirit today. It is you, God, that does the work. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you for these words that you penned for us that energize us and and cause us to be powerful in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We were going to say amen together. (laughs) The church say amen. Amen. That was such a, a rich word. A which word, I pray that you heard by the Spirit of God. <clears throat> Amen. Peace is based on God's work, not us. It is Christ, 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 Jesus Christ. And when it's all said and done as an audience of one, did I please you, Father? Did I please you, Father? That was an excellent word. And thank you, Father, that you do. You continually revitalize us and implant. Give us your passion to do what pleases you and you alone. Amen. Thank you, Elder Gill. That was a rich word. And I pray that you go back and listen to it again. Listen to it again. We're ready for you, Sister Yvette. Saints, let's stand together in agreement and believe together as she prays. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Charlene. Yes, that was a rich word, Elder Gill. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. So this morning we have four prayer requests. The first one is from Tamika Soto. My daughter, Jasmine, to be healed from unclean spirits that's attacking her mind. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we come to you with great faith and confidence for Jasmine's restoration and deliverance, O God. We join her mother, Tamika, believing for her healing in her mind, O God. Father, we come against that unclean spirit attacking Jasmine's mind in the name of Jesus. We cast down, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 5, imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so, Lord God, we curse all spirits of torment, oppression, fear, anxiety, confusion, tension, doubt, unbelief, any mental imbalance, O God, any suicidal thoughts, every foul spirit of the enemy lingering and gripping Jasmine's mind in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we release the mind of Christ, your peace, O God, your joy, 
hope, faith, love, overall mental balance and sanity in Jasmine's mind in Jesus' name. Lord God, give her thirst and hunger to read your word daily and fill her mind with your truth, which we know is able to set her free. Help her to focus her affection on you alone, O God. Baptize her with your Holy Spirit. Cause her to seek you with all of her heart, her mind, and all her strength. We cover Jasmine, O God, in the blood of Jesus. And we receive this morning her healing and restoration in Jesus' name. The second prayer request is from Janine Butler. Pray for me and my grieving. Lord, your word in Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. The Lord God, as Janine goes through this season of grieving, continue to hold her close to you as you alone can totally relate to what she's going through. Remind her, Lord God, that you are near to comfort Janine as she navigates her pain, O God. When she is overcome by sadness and fear, bring into her remembrance that you are always available to provide the strength that she needs. You are her only true source of healing and recovery. So empower her, Lord God, with your strength to complete her grieving process, Lord God. Provide joy, provide joy and hope according to Psalms 30 and 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So, Lord God, we pray also that you will provide support from family and friends as she goes through her grieving process. Give her strength, Lord God, when she is discouraged, and remind her of your love and that the empowering presence of your spirit is available at every moment of each day in Jesus' name. Third prayer request is from Paul Walker. Greetings, New Destiny. Please pray for my uncle, Luther Evans. He has been suffering from high anxiety, high blood pressure, and his aneurysms almost burst. He was in emergency room and admitted last Saturday. Please pray for the Lord Jesus to enter that hospital. I see you and touch Uncle Luther. Your powers have no limits nor boundaries, according to Psalms 19.96. And so, Father God, we ask, Lord God, this morning, we join our faith together, Lord God, <laughs> to touch Paul's uncle, Luther Evans, and heal him, Lord. We cast out, Lord God, anxiety, high blood pressure, and aneurysms, and we declare healing this morning to every part of his body, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. We know nothing is too hard for you to do, and it is your will to heal him. You can heal and set him free from these infirmities. You said in your word that you took away his infirmities and bore his sicknesses. Let Uncle Luther Evans receive freely your completed work on the cross. For healing is part of his benefit as a son of God. It is his portion and let him contend for it, O God. Give doctors wisdom and let him receive the best care. We decree Uncle Luther Evans is the healed of the Lord and nothing missing or broken in his body. His body must line up with the word of God. We speak divine health in Jesus' name. His life cannot be aborted prematurely. He will overcome this ordeal in his life and he will live to declare your glory, O God. We cover him in the blood 
of Jesus. Amen. And last prayer request is from Asha and Louis Davis. Please stand in agreement with us on this matter. Mr. Louis Vanderhorst will be signing off duty freely to be retired because he has finally agreed to be retired and not returning for his duty, as, and he choose to leave permanent, permanently to the states. So the U.S. Army have authorized for him to be granted with his penalties attached. The contract job he was assigned for offered him on an agreement, a lump sum, which was agreed for him to finish. But since the incident took place, Mr. Lewis getting hurt, which led him to be out of work and not actively on duty, on duty. After much defense from the U.S. Army, so he can still get paid of the contract money. So the penalty for him to get his money, which is over 100000 the fee is 9600 And uh, there's also a signing of deal for the U.S. Army, which is 5000 Needs to be paid by March 1st before his departure date. And also another uh, expense, uh, he has a baby, and the baby needs a space to get on the flight with him and their luggages too. So the chairman of the flight committee sent us a note of application for a seat and also luggage uh, with an amount of 3500 So the total expenses is 18100 Father God, you understand the full context of this prayer request, and we bring it to your throne. Agreeing with his family that you will grant their heart's desire for provision. For Mr. Lewis, the finances needed for his job penalty, travel expenses, including his baby's fees and luggages. Provide him and the baby favor, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Provide Mr. Lewis wisdom and strength to go through the whole process of his retirement victoriously, Lord God. We also pray for his complete healing from the hurt or injury he suffered. We ask for God's peace to guide him in all of his ways. And as he retires, Lord God, from his job, may he prioritize seeking you and building a close relationship with Jesus. Give him thirst and hunger for you, O God. We pray also for protection as they travel. We plead the blood of Jesus over all areas of their lives, of his life and his family. In Jesus' name. And so, Father, we thank you for all this prayer, Lord God, that we know, we are expecting for your mighty move in the lives of your children. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. And we agree here on earth as touching with you, Sister Yvette, and according to God's word in Matthew twenty-one, twenty-two, all things. Whatsoever we ask, in prayer, believing, we shall receive. And we know that they've been granted to us. Amen. We want to quickly swing back to Elder Gail. Elder Gail, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? Yes, I would. I I like to start my day off with confessions of what that day is going to bring. I'm going to... I love Cindy Trim that she used to teach us when, when she came and through her wonderful books, Good Morning, God. And, and uh, we're going to set the pace and the arrow 
for where, what we're going to do today. And in Ephesians 1, 17, 18, Romans 12, 2, this confession I'm going to speak over us and over myself for this day. I receive the spirit, we receive the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of him. The eyes of our understanding today be enlightened. And we are not conformed to this world, but we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Our minds are renewed by the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the words that we speak today will be words that are coming from your words, Father, out of our mouth, creating that which what you wanted for us, that our mouth today becomes full of you, Father. And in Philippians 4.13, it says that we can do all things that pertain to this day through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. So take the word and begin to form it in your mouth and begin to speak it out and declare today what this day is going to hold and whose path is going to cross yours today, that you're going to be that bright light in their lives, that they will know, just like when Peter walked by, just his shadow, when he walked by, he was so full of God that it affected the people that were in his presence. We can ask for that, too. We can have the word illuminating out of us as a bright light in this dark world. So today, know that you've got your flashlights on because you have the word of God in your mouth and in your heart, in your mind, your spirit, and your soul. And we're in this together. And let's pray for one another as we go throughout the day and for our church family and for our bishop and our pastor and our church, Father God, that we be the church today, that we go out and build lives and speak eternity into the lives of everyone that we come in contact with. And that's my prayer for you today. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to wake up and to be able to speak the word of God. That's it for me, Sister Charlene. Thank you, Elder Gail. We count it a privilege. Thank you for the blessings that you have spoken over us, and we receive them. Amen. We receive them in Jesus' name. Just a couple of announcements before we close out the call this morning. Corporate prayer will be held at the Oakland campus this Saturday at 7 a.m. You don't want to miss out. If you can, please come out and join us at the Oakland campus, 7 a.m. Also, please join the prayer call tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Remember, we meet at 5 a.m. on Wednesday and Thursday mornings. On behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Elder Gail, Sister Yvette, Sister Tanika, and our entire New Destiny family, we thank you. We don't take it lightly that you've woken up this morning to unite and join us in intercessory prayer. Please invite others to join in with us. Amen. 
Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray, Father, that you replenish Elder Gail, that you replenish Sister Yvette, that you replenish every intercessor, Father, that has stood in the gap this morning. And as Elder Gail has, has prayed, Father, I pray that each one commands our morning in the name of Jesus to declare and decree what is going to take place this morning by your Spirit's guidance in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you continually revitalize your children and plant within each one of us your passion, that which pleases you and you alone, that we may truly live cheerful lives, lives without complaining, lives without creating any divisions among ourselves, among your people. But Father, let each one, each one of your people, your children, be seen as innocent, holy, faultless, Pure, pure children of God, pure children of the light. And Jesus, you said you are the light. Let the world see that we are of you. Amen. We declare again your word that we can do all things through you, Christ Jesus, because you are the one that gives us strength. Let your light Let your word shine through us, that men may glorify you, because it is you, Christ, in us. We come as an audience of one, just to please you, Father, and I pray that you bless each one of your intercessors this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, amen, amen. Amen. Sister Tanika, please open the lines. 